0: You're listening to the EU-China podcast powered by the EU-China Hub, straight from Brussels, a show on which we interview important actors in the EU-China relations and cover the top EU-China news. Our mission is to help you to get a more nuanced picture of what is going on in the EU-China relations. My name is Greg Stets and I'm happy to have you with us. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe and to tell your friends about us. Let's get started. Hi, here comes the EU China briefing for August 10, 2020. In today's news, we cover Pompeo's NATO China quid pro quo. US plans to ban TikTok, the EU isn't interested. Huawei skepticism signs visible across Europe. Little Leipzig. Bei Dai Is it on? This recording is based on a briefing prepared by Flavia Terniaga and Grzegorz Stets. Before we start, a quick message from us. Thank you very much for all the interest and for all the feedback that you shared with us in 2020. It certainly has been a very exciting year, sometimes maybe even a little bit too exciting. And we are very happy that we could keep you up to date on EU-China affairs amidst all that was going on. If you value the content that we're providing you with, please remember to send a word about us to all your EU-China friends, competitors, and also systemic rivals. We want to let you know that our team is now heading for summer holidays to recharge batteries ahead of the next half year of intense monitoring of EU-China relations. But we'll return to you with the next briefing on August 31st. Now let's get back to the show. Pompeo's NATO China quit pro quo u s Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is expected to undertake a tour of Central European countries between August eleventh and fifteenth in visits to the Czech Republic, Slovenia, Poland, and maybe Austria. Pompeo is expected to promise the redeployment of u s troops that were retraced from Germany. So, following the announcement that the US will pull out 12,000 troops from Germany, Pompeo is now scouting for countries to relocate them. Pompeo's visit to Prague, Ljubljana and Warsaw would thus serve to fortify the current US presence in those respective countries, while also reinforcing relations with some of the US' closest allies in Europe. Furthermore, US Defense Secretary Mark Esper said on August 6th that Romania and the Baltic countries could also get a military boost in their current numbers. It appears that the pullout from Germany announced last month is rather a redeployment of troops in countries that are closer allies to the US. However, Germans do not seem to be grieving after the loss. 47% of Germans agree with the reduction and 66% would like the US to also remove its nuclear missiles from German territory. But importantly for us, Pompeo's tour may also have a strong China angle. It must be viewed in the context of his recent speech under the title Communist China and the Free World. Back on July 23rd, Pompeo called on Free World to quote-unquote defend freedom and unite behind the US to contain China. So promises made to Central and Eastern European countries are bound to come with pressures to echo the US policy on China. And quite possibly, by creating momentum in Central Europe, Pompeo could also seek synergy with NATO General Secretary Jens Stoltenberg, whose core vision for NATO 2030 involves the alliance responding to challenges posed by China. But it is also important to take note that Pompeo's trip comes in the context of developments in the Balkans, which may be adding another impetus to his visit. Specifically, on August 3rd, Serbia purchased a new set of medium-range radar-guided surface-to-air missiles from China, which fostered Beijing-Belgrade cooperation nurtured in the response to the pandemic. Moving to the takeaway, keep an eye out for the messaging and rhetoric Pompeo will employ in his tour. It is likely to involve a lot of references to "quote unquote" containing the communist menace a message that also probably just resonates better with countries that experienced communist regimes themselves. As Central and Eastern European countries gradually take a more critical stance on China, has been a trap of Chinese influence from which Central and Eastern European member states could surely not escape. And the countries Pompeo will visit are not picked out of the blue either. At least in the cases of Poland, which is part of the so-called two percenters, and the Czech Republic. Their leaders have recently displayed skepticism towards China, save a few exceptions, such as President Milos Zeman. And conversely, those countries have been very invested in NATO spending and troop presence, but also in adjacent matters related to China, such as 5G. US plans to ban TikTok the EU isn't interested. On August 6th, President Donald Trump announced an executive order that would see TikTok and WeChat banned within 45 days in the United States. The executive order, signed by Trump, could ban the two social media platforms in the US by September 15th. Citing national security concerns, the president stated the ban will not take effect if the two social media platforms are sold by their Chinese parent companies. And on August 2nd, in a meeting with Microsoft, which is the leading potential buyer, Trump implied the sale of the two platforms would have to be done to a US company. But the executive order does not specify such a condition. The reasons for the ban are allegedly based on national security concerns, with the order stating that TikTok, quote, automatically captures vast swaths of information from its users, end of quote. The order also explicitly argued that TikTok's flaw is owed to it being an app, quote, developed and owned by companies in the People's Republic of China, end of quote. But European policymakers are not interested in following Washington's example on TikTok. Even so, the application is still likely to be scrutinized by the European Data Protection Board, The lack of considerations of a ban is based on the fact that in Europe, unlike Huawei, TikTok is not seen as critical for important sectors of digitization, such as 5G, and is as a result seen as a quote-unquote relatively benign app. As ByteDance is weighing its options to move TikTok out of California, a number of UK lawmakers have been lobbying to establish its headquarters in London. In the meantime, TikTok announced on August 6th that it will invest 420 million euros in building a data center in Ireland. But this doesn't mean it's all milk and honey for Biden's in Europe. The European Data Protection Board set up a task force to investigate TikTok's data processing and privacy practices and determine if they comply with the EU's GDPR. As mentioned in a previous bite, Mike Pompeo will be headed to Central Europe to discuss troop relocation. Given the China element of his trip, it is likely TikTok and WeChat will make their way onto the agenda too. However, the sudden increase of heavy rhetoric on TikTok by Trump administration pertains rather to a brand of quote-unquote information nationalism that distracts from more pressing problems. However, according to some, it is part of wider efforts to put up a new Cold War narrative targeting China as a matter of shifting public opinion from issues related to COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter protests, both of which present a challenge to Trump's chances for re-election. However, the portrayal of China against US in values-based extremes regarding privacy overlooks the fact that the US itself has not passed significant legislation protecting data privacy in recent years, not even after the Snowden scandal. Moving to the takeaway, the case of TikTok is yet another case in point of the difference in approach on China between the US and the EU. And we have mentioned this tendency in previous weeks. While the Trump administration is trying to paint everything as political, the EU tries to avoid unnecessary escalation and present risks through a technical lens. So decisions on Huawei's GDPR compliance are not made by a tweet from von der Leyen, but an investigation done by experts in the European Data Protection Board. The divergence in approach stems from a divergence in interests. The White House has plenty of interest to spur anti-China rhetoric. It is, after all, a topic that sells well to Donald Trump's political base, which helps him divert attention and rally his electorate ahead of the November elections. The EU, on the other hand, does not stand to benefit from overhawkishness. First and foremost, an assertive but constructive relationship is what is needed to push forward the Comprehensive Agreement on Investment, But investment is not the only topic with salience. The EU is hoping that, through assertive dialogue, it can convince Beijing that it will become very isolated if it doesn't backtrack on Hong Kong and Xinjiang. Huawei skepticism signs visible across Europe In recent briefings, we discussed the latest developments for Huawei in the big markets, Germany, France and Italy. This week, we invite you to consider a few cases from smaller EU member states. We start off with Romania. While authorities in Bucharest do not explicitly mention Huawei, the regulations they issue would virtually rule out the Chinese company from the market. The legislation released on August 5th excludes companies that are controlled by a foreign government, those that don't have a transparent ownership structure, those that had instances of unethical corporate behavior and those that do not operate in a country with an independent justice system. Huawei is not in line with at least two of those regulations, those related to unethical behavior and to the independent justice system. And importantly, this recent legislation is consequential with a 5G memorandum signed by Romanian President Klaus Johannes in August 2019 with the US which pledged to, quote, avoid the security risks that accompany Chinese investment in 5G telecommunication networks, end of quote. In Greece, Prime Minister Kyriakis Mitsotakis said in a webinar on August 5th for the Aspen Security Forum that, according to him, fortunately, quote, Huawei doesn't have a strong presence in Greece in the core network and it will remain so, end of quote. Mitsutaki is committed to keeping the core network Huawei free and to decreasing the presence of Huawei antennas in Greek telecom operators. He further called Huawei, quote, a real security concern for the US but also for Europe, end of quote, and indicated Greece will align itself with European regulations on 5G and is already underway to implement its 5G network by the end of 2020. Moving on to Slovenia. Authorities in Ljubljana announced they will sign a declaration on 5G security with the US, an important move in a country that is hoping to have 5G coverage in over 33% of the country by the end of 2020. Huawei's regional branch responded by arguing that removing Huawei is a decision based on groundless accusations that would reduce market competitiveness and inflict higher prices on consumers. Bear in mind that Secretary Pompeo is expected to visit Ljubljana very soon. Moving to Sweden. Swedish singer Zara Larsson announced she has ended her professional collaboration with Huawei after realizing the, quote, Chinese state is not a nice state, end of quote. After signing her agreement with Huawei in the spring of 2019, Larsson said Huawei is simply, uh, quote, Privately owned company in China that is now launching a good mobile phone. More than that, I'm not thinking about or commenting. End of quote. However, on August 4th, Larson said she was hindered to speak up on issues related to Hong Kong or Xinjiang. Huawei itself issued a statement saying that the contract had ended in 2019 as scheduled, and not because of the artist's calls for cancellation. Moving to the takeaway. As we showed in our July 13th briefing, general skepticism towards Huawei has been brewing in France and Italy and even in Germany, where Huawei has not been issued a ban or phase-out period. And the cases that we discussed in today's briefing, ranging from official government statements to celebrity comments, and that come from Northern, Southern, Central and Eastern Europe, all show that the skeptical mood on Huawei is more widespread, and that some sort of phased-out of Huawei in Europe, is only a matter of time. This will likely become even more evident once Merkel steps down. Take also into account Pompeo's charge, which we discussed in a previous bite. It also constitutes an additional impetus for countries to go beyond the regulations stipulated in the Commission's 5G toolbox. Little Leipzig in the absence of an in person summit in Leipzig in September, the German presidency is planning a video conference to maintain both dialogue and reform pressure on China. Initially, a summit between Xi Jinping and all EU and member states' leaders was supposed to happen in Leipzig in September. But recall that on June 4th, the summit was postponed. The decision to delay it for a later date was quite significant since the EU was hoping to enter the summit with a deal reached on the Comprehensive Agreement on Investment. The deal was also expected to be a significant achievement constituting Angela Merkel's legacy as a Chancellor of Germany and a key EU leader. The official reasoning given for the postponement was the COVID-19 pandemic, but behind the scenes the EU side was not happy with China's commitments to levelling the playing field, to reaching its climate targets, as well as the increasingly evident systemic rivalry. According to a Süddeutsche Zeitung report on August 7, Merkel has not given up plans for a meeting between Xi Jinping and the EU 27 leaders that is set to replace the postponed Leipzig summit but the video conference that we talked about before is scheduled for September 14th, and the participants in the call on the EU side would be Charles Michel, Angela Merkel, and Ursula von der Leyen, though the group could be expanded to also include Emmanuel Macron. This summit most likely would be employed to convey the EU's demands on market access and on Hong Kong, but it would also serve to highlight that the EU is not adopting the same hawkish attitude towards China as the one coming now from Washington. The summit would also showcase internal European unity on China policy. German Minister of State for Europe, Michael Roth, said that lack of cohesion is the EU's quote-unquote Achilles heel, and that individual member states must work to resist the prioritization of bilateral relations that China is promoting. As a result, Roth argues, the EU has to become the Quote, relevant framework for action and orientation, end of quote, so that Europe can diversify its supply chains and become less dependent on China in matters related to 5G or health, while refusing calls for decoupling. And importantly, Charles Michel is set to call an extraordinary European Council on September 24th, 25th, which is going to touch on the EU-China relations, and could allegedly include a decision to hold a video conference summit between the EU's and China's top leadership. Moving to the takeaway, three things that will be important in this September summit in the video conference are a display of EU unity on China, the development of systemic rivalry, and the latest update on where the comprehensive agreement on investment is headed. First of all, Michael Roth was accurate in saying that EU unity on China is needed now in large amounts. It would be a solid continuation of the unity that was on display in 2019 when Xi met with Merkel, Macron and Juncker. It would also strengthen the mandate of the new leadership in the Commission and the European Council to forge a common European policy on China. The EU has repeatedly said it does not want to follow in the US confrontational footsteps, but in order for Brussels to properly display its independent stance, it needs member states to prefer action through the EU over bilateral ties with Beijing. And crucially, this isn't just to show China that the EU speaks with one voice – But it is also important to convince smaller member states that they are an active part of the decision-making process, as opposed to simply being recipients of a trilogue between France, Germany and the Commission. Secondly, there is the case of systemic rivalry. The Hong Kong national security law and the systemic oppression of Uyghurs in Xinjiang have become hot topics and they are bound to make their way on the video conference's agenda. How strongly the EU will press China on these issues will be indicative of how important systemic rivalry will be in the EU's China rethink. In any case, we should expect the EU actors participating in the summit to come under pressure from the European Parliament again to speak up on systemic rivalry. Thirdly, our contacts in China have indicated that the Chinese side feels at a loss in comprehensive agreement on investment negotiations. The EU's decision to link the Comprehensive Agreement on Investment to the EU-China 2025 agenda is seen as a big hurdle in Beijing, which struggles to meet the EU's demands or to offer sufficiently attractive concessions. So the summit could provide an opportunity to shift that mindset around, but it could equally spell the end of hopes for a meaningful agreement in the near future, if ever. Bei He, is it on? Since 1958, typically every summer, the current and previous top leadership of the CCP are expected to gather for an informal conference at Beidaihe, a coastal summer retreat in Hebei province. The first Beidaihe conference took place in 1958 and included among its participants Mao Zedong, Liu Shaoqi, Zhou Enlai, Deng Xiaoping and Chen Yun. At the time, the CCP Central Committee agreed on matters relating to the 1959 Economic Plan as well as the existing problems in industrial and agricultural production and rural work. Since then, the Beidaihe has become an important annual event within Chinese politics where strategic and personal political decisions are happening behind closed doors. This year's Beidaihe retreat is expected to project the way forward amidst issues both domestic and external. So supposedly, the agenda would feature setting out policies that would deal with increased international isolation while also countering the domestic effects of the coronavirus and massive flooding. The increased ferocity in Sino-American rivalry is bound to make its way onto the agenda as leaders try to grapple with the economic implications of US decoupling. This was already evident in Xi's promise in July to strengthen the domestic market. On top of U.S. decoupling, China has also become increasingly isolated abroad. Relations with the EU are slowly soaring. Japan announced it wants to decouple its companies from China. And India banned 59 Chinese apps after clashes at the border. And virus aside, China is currently experiencing floods as damaging as those of 1998. We haven't covered this issue in detail in our previous briefing, so let us give you a quick rundown. The Three Gorges Dam, the largest dam in the world, is nearing its capacity as the water level of 433 rivers adjacent to the Yangtze is above the flood control line. 33 of them are actually reaching record highs. So far, 37 million people have been affected, including 4 million who were displaced and 158 either dead or missing. The economic cost of the floods is expected to be around 86 billion yuan, so 12.3 billion US dollars. Even so, China's flood mitigation systems are not expected to fail completely and the economic dent is not bound to be high, 0.17% of GDP. This is because of wetlands and infrastructure built by the government in recent years. Coming back to Beidaihe, the conference is very secretive, so it is hard to say with certainty whether it is happening. But speculation indicates that the 2020 meeting might be happening around now, but it also might have been cut short. Usually, beidai He's planning involves three elements. The Hebei secretary conducting research and inspections before the meeting, experts officially getting invited by the party to beidai he on vacation, and the CCP top leadership being invisible for the first two weeks of August. As of August sixth, not one of the seven CCP Politburo members were reported to have appeared in public at all, which coincides with the third point, but important figures were spotted elsewhere. For example, Vice Premier Hu Chonghua was in Tibet, while former Paramount leader Jiang Zemin is suspected to have decided not to attend the conference at all due to the virus. Speculation is also tied to the public announcements made by Xi's administration. In July, the CCP Politburo publicly announced that the CCP Central Committee will be held in October, an announcement that usually comes only after the Beidai-He conference. Furthermore, Xi presided on August 6th over a Politburo meeting that set targets for 2035, achieve modernization, and 2050, become a fully modernized superpower. The details of what modernization entails here could be decided at the Beidai-Ho meeting. But pandits are assuming the worsening ties with the US are making Xi unenthusiastic about the meeting. But it could also be that the leaders are currently meeting without having made a sufficiently public announcement about it. Moving to the takeaway. The obscure way even more than usual, in which the Beidaihe summit seems to be happening this year, points to broader efforts by Xi Jinping to centralize decision-making in his and his political allies' hands. If Beidaihe is indeed happening, relations with the US are sure to be at the top of the agenda. We can also anticipate that the Comprehensive Agreement on Investment is likely to be of high importance, given that the CCP leadership will likely want to lay out a strategy for the video conference with EU leaders in the fall. So for now, we just have to keep an eye out for any signals related to He summit. And that's it for this week's briefing. See you after the summer break. thanks for tuning in to this episode of the EU China podcast. If you want to know more or to get in touch with us, visit our website, which is euchinahubwrittenjointly.com. And if you find this show insightful, be sure to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It will help others to get to know about us. See you next time.